At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got three great hours coming up for you as... You've got a truckload of great guests that are going to be coming up as in our number one. Tom Casale does great work with the Action Network. He's going to be joined by Mark Drumheller, who does great work over at Yahoo Sports. They're going to be joining me. We're going to take a little bit of a look at college football, a little look at NFL, and then Mark, who does a great job on the UFC card, is going to be sticking around for that final segment of that hour as we've got a lot of good fights that are going to be going down here in the fall months in general. So, we're going to be taking a look at this week's UFC fights and perhaps a little bit more moving forward as well. That'll be in hour number one. And then hour number two, going to be joined by a panel of great MOB analysts as Justin Perry does great work over at Shot Quality Bets and Charlie DeCirco does great work at the Action Network. We're going to be taking a look at Thursday's card, but along with that, what we can expect from some of these postseason races moving forward. Things are very hotly contested right now in the NLEs, especially with the New York Mets. Well, have not had the world's greatest run of things the last few days, thanks to those gentlemen from Chicago. So we'll be discussing that series. Can the Chicago White Sox perhaps be able to claw their way back into the race as well when it comes to the NL or the AL Central as well? So we'll be discussing that in hour number two. And then in hour number three, I always like to call this a little bit more of the potpourri hour as Scott Reichel does great work over at Sport, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Brad Thomas does amazing work over at NBC Sports Bet. They are going to be joining me, and we're going to be discussing a little bit about the both NFL and college football slates for this week. But on top of that, for those of you guys that like the EPL and Europa Leagues, we're going to talk a little soccer as well. So we're getting a little bit of everything. UFC, soccer, MLB, NFL, college football. All we need now is the U.S. Open to wind up going down once again because that was some amazing tennis action. We might get in a little bit of golf as well. So, you know what? We're hitting all the bases tonight when it comes to the Greg Peterson experience and when it comes to the Greg Peterson experience as well. Always fans of underdogs, and that's what really stands out for me for week number two of the NFL card. And we wound up seeing a big amount of underdogs be able to cash in week number one as well. I thought that it was one of the most fascinating week ones, and... I'm sure that many are in agreement with myself. It was certainly a wild ride in week number one. And for those of you guys that were in the Circuit Millions card, it was very hard to be able to lower your number down to five when it come to 
come came to being able to just make your card in general, be able to make those selections because with the home underdogs, there were at the beginning of the week 10 in total, the Minnesota Vikings, they became the favorite when it came kickoff, but with the underdogs, they wound up doing very well in week number one. As a matter of fact, underdogs, they wind up being able to win six games outright. You had the strange push, so that was one where neither team wound up winning or losing, but underdogs overall, they go 8-8 eight and eight against the spread, but if you're able to bet some of those underdogs outright with teams like the Seattle Seahawks winning as a touchdown underdog, the Chicago Bears being able to win outright as a touchdown underdog, you wind up being able to make yourself some nice coin, and I do think that that is something to take a look at. Not just taking a look at these underdogs to be able to cover the spread, because right now you've got the Atlanta Falcons as a big underdog, you've got the Seattle Seahawks as a big underdog, the Chicago Bears, list goes on and on. Should you explore, perhaps, taking a look at these outright underdogs? Because what I found last season in taking a look at the NFL, taking a look at all the numbers, 37% of underdogs wound up winning outright last season. That's not too far off. From the MLB this season, the MLB, about 60.5% of games have went the way of favorites, about 39.5% have went the way of underdogs, but with the MLB, we've been noticing that a lot of those bigger favorites, they've been going down, case in point, just look at the New York Mets, each out of the last three nights, that's not been great, especially if you're on that Jacob deGrom fade, that was a nice bankroll builder when you're able to get north of $3, being able to fade him, so that was tremendous that Nothing against Jacob DeGrom. He's a tremendous pitcher, but when you're laying north of $4, that just becomes unpalatable, and the same winds up holding true for the NFL. Should the LA Rams be a favorite against the Atlanta Falcons? Oh, absolutely. Should the San Francisco 49ers be a home favorite against the Seattle Seahawks? Absolutely. Are the numbers getting up a little bit too high, and is there getting to be some good value on it? Absolutely, because when you take a look at the actual money lines as well, because... Here on this network, and I'm going to call it what it is, every single network, you always take a look at, oh, here's the spread on the Miami versus Baltimore game or the Seattle-San Francisco game. You often don't wind up diving into the money line, and that's where a lot of money can be made. Also, if you wind up seeing the tweet from Jimmy Vaccaro in terms of college football, don't wind up having a five-team parlay in which you're going to get back less than 5% of the amount that you are risking in terms of profit. That is just a little bit of advice. You don't want five results to have to go your way in order to be able to, in the case of that ticket, it was $20,000 that was laid to get back $725. You don't want to have to wind up relying upon five results to go your way in order to be able to get pretty much a 4 to 5% profit. I will just throw that out there right now. But when it comes to a lot of these underdogs, you're finding them quite a few of them at north of plus $2. In the case of the Atlanta Falcons, you're finding them at plus 425. Now, are the Falcons going to be able to win this game 50% of the time? No, not at all. I I actually wound up saying it quite a bit on this network. If there's a team that I'm looking at to have the worst record in the NFL, when it's all said and done, it is the Atlanta Falcons. I am not too high on them. Do the Falcons win this game at least 25% of the time? I would put it at about 25%. I think that that's a relatively fair number, and if you believe that, there's a little bit of value on the money line. The Falcons right now, plus 425 in a lot of spots where I sit at Circa. That's really the best number I'm seeing at plus 440. DraftKings at 390 is one of the lower marks that I'm finding right now. And when it comes to the spread itself, that makes a little bit of sense because right now here at Circa, you're finding a 10.5 point line on them. And really across the board, has moved to 10.5. You were seeing a couple stray 11s at points. You've seen this toggle a little bit back and forth. But right now, it's been settling in at about a 10.5, and, and then you take a look at a team like the Houston Texans. They are finding themselves on the money line at about plus $4. I'm seeing a couple plus 425s. I'm seeing a 410 out there as well. Once again, should the Texans be 50-50 to be able to win this game? No, but when you wind up seeing $4, that means that if you lay $100 on the Houston Texans, you wind up getting back your original 100 plus $4. So that means that on plus 410, like you're seeing right now at DraftKings, if you wind up making this bet five times, the Houston Texans win once, you have made money. And that's, I think, is just something that always needs to be dove into because we always look at the spread. We always look at, oh, there's a little bit of value on this underdog. Typically, when it comes to the NFL, only about 15 to 20% of games wind up getting decided on the spread. There's always those two to three games every week, like 
the Detroit Lions always find themselves in one of those games that it's not a team that you probably want to be doing this outright with. And I do think that that is something to dive into because there's always one or two teams every year that it feels like they're like your buddy at the bar. They can't wind up closing out the game, but they are able to do a solid job being able to get covers. The Detroit, the Detroit Lions were that team last year. And you know what? The Detroit Lions might be that team this year as well. A good no-quit mentality. A coach in Matt Campbell that is not going to let his team quit, but a team that perhaps they don't have enough talent to be able to win these games outright as well, which that's a little bit of an issue when it comes to taking these plus money, money lines. And well, when it comes to the Detroit Lions, they were not a favorite a single time last season. I believe that it was 24 games in total in which they were an underdog in consecutively. Now you're finding them as a point and a half favorite. So that's an intriguing spot that we've got for this Sunday as well. But taking a look at some of these money lines, I think that it can be very profitable. You notice it a whole heck of a lot more in baseball for very obvious reasons because it is a money line sport. You could have the run line. You could have like alternate run lines, things of that nature. But you certainly do have a little bit more of a divide on that front. Obviously, the NHL as well, though. I will say NHL favorites towards the back half of the season last year. They were cleaning up. I'm not as much of a hockey guy, but was of intrigue to see what wound up happening on that front. But when it comes to taking a look at some of these underdogs in the NFL, maybe the question isn't, should I wind up taking the points? The question, in some cases, should be, maybe I sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Maybe instead of taking the plus 10, 10 and a half that you're finding with the Atlanta Falcons, that you're finding with the Houston Texans, maybe it is worth taking a look at the money line. Obviously, there's fade opportunities as well. If I'd be taking a look at one team, and ironically enough, I brought it up quite a bit, to be able to cover that spread, I'd probably be taking a look at the LA Rams, just still not bullish on the headline of Falcons. They had a good first half against the New Orleans Saints, didn't necessarily like what I saw in the second half, and I am becoming more and more bullish on the Seattle Seahawks team. A very appropriate line move, in my opinion, what we've seen over the last, I'll call it 24 hours right now. This is a line that's clocking in at 8.5 after we wound up seeing this at 10 when I was on the show yesterday. So we have been seeing some money coming in on the Seattle Seahawks, and I do think that rightfully so. If we see at some point Jimmy G become the starter for the San Francisco 49ers, that will certainly upgrade my power ranking of them. Until we wind up seeing otherwise, until we wind up seeing Trey Lance bust through, because I think 2023, 2024, list goes on and on. Trey Lance certainly has a lot of upside gives the 49ers the best long-term trajectory for the 49ers. But this year and this year alone, I do think that Jimmy G would have been a little bit of a better option. So we shall see what winds up happening on that front. I've felt that way for many months, not just because of what we wound up seeing in week one. You don't want to have big, giant, dramatic overreactions of that nature. The only time you want to overreact is perhaps when you wind up seeing something that is truly historic, like, oh, I don't know. A coach deciding, you know what? We're going to let 30 seconds burn off the clock. We're going to call a timeout, and we're going to go for a 64-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five. Typically, you want to be level-headed, and you want to think, oh, something is the greatest. You don't want to think something is the greatest ever, something is the worst ever. That actually might be the worst decision I've ever seen in my life, so rightfully so. I want to have a little bit of a reaction on that, but when it comes to the NFL being able to take a look at some of these underdogs outright, I do think provides some value. And we've always got great value when these two gentlemen join the show and form a little bit of a round table. Tom Caselli does great work over at the Action Network. Mark Drummeller, he does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. They're going to be joining me next. We're going to talk a little college football in the next segment and a little bit of NFL after that here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get all access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of all the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep, including weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every single game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting tip, blitz, and pro tips, which are updated every hour with actionable insights for upping your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special. And get VSIN Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our two guests. Tom Casale does great work at the Action Network. Mark Drummeller does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. It is great to have you gentlemen on and First things first, before we dive into a few games, Tom, I want to start with you. What did we, you might wind up making out of week two of the college football season, all the madness, and has it caused you to maybe change your handicap a little bit because of everything that we wound up seeing in terms of the chaos? Yeah, I was a little surprised. You know, I was surprised that Texas hung that closely with Alabama. Should have beaten them, really. You know, outplayed them. Alabama, lucky to get out of there with a win. Uh you know, I don't want to overreact to, to one game, but, you know, you know, this is Alabama doesn't play too many games on the road outside of conference. So we'll see how that works out. It's, you know, I don't know how, how you guys like the handicap, but my handicapping style, I, I kind of like to sit back the first two weeks and just kind of get a feel for some of these teams. And I think I have a good feel for them. I think some were overvalued, some were undervalued, but so that's the way I would kind of tweak my handicapping style is I don't like to go in into the season, you know, running full steam with my hair on fire. I kind of like to be a little patient. Now I think I'm ready to really, you know, hit it hard and, and move forward with the rest of the season. I agree with you, Tom. Really, the only opportunity I saw on the week two board was I thought that Marshall catching 20 and a half points was a couple too many. I didn't think they went outright, but I thought that they could hang within three touchdowns because Notre Dame coming off of a highly emotional game. That turned out to be true. And then some, and Mark, same question to you. What did you wind up making out of week two? And did it cause any adjustments from you because of everything that we saw? Yeah, I think the main takeaway, you know, as Tom pointed out, is don't overreact. And really, you know, don't overreact to what we saw in week two. But there were a lot of huge uh, discrepancies from how teams performed in week one. Like that Texas-Alabama game, I thought Texas secondary looked very leaky in week one against poor competition. And, you know, it was really that game I felt like really came down to the injury to Ewers. Like if Ewers continues to play that game, I think Texas would have been very live at the end. I felt like, you know, the Longhorns kind of – uh, got very, very conservative in that matchup and kind of paid the price. But uh, that's really the takeaway is, is that the things you see in, e- in week one, you look at App State's defense, you know, some of those things um, don't always translate over into week two. 
And certainly more unknowns in college football than in the NFL because in college football, you may not know who the starting quarterback is going to be for a team until like 10 minutes before the season starts. That is not going to be the case in the NFL. And Mark, I think that you've got an intriguing play here for week three as how about if we wind up going to the Midwest part of the country, Iowa and Nevada. Iowa started out at about a 20 and a half to a 21 point favorite. This has been seemed up to between 23 and 23 and a half where you look and well, as is customary with Iowa, low total between 39 and 39 and a half. Take me through this one and where you're looking at because very intriguing to see this sort of a spread on a total that's sub 40. That, yeah, that would be for you, Tom. Um, yep. Oh, okay. Oh, for me? Yep. Yeah, oh, I thought you said Mark. Yeah, no, I, you know, it, it, it's weird. It's, I feel like this is one of those games Iowa can really flex its muscles and, and play their kind of style. You know, Nevada gave up a 55 last week to Incarnate Word or however the heck you say that college's name. But the... I, I had Nevada rated really low entering the season, and I, I thought, you know, at least for three quarters, New Mexico State played them pretty evenly, and then they got Texas State. Those were a couple bad teams. I think this is one of those games, Iowa wins 38-41, nothing, uh, you know, special teams, defense. It just seems to me like this is this is right in Iowa's uh, wheelhouse. You know, it's, uh, listen, I it's going to be a long Saturday laying 23 points with Iowa. I might not make it out of there alive, but I'm going in. I'm giving it a shot. And then, Mark, you're looking at a different Big Ten team, as I know that the game that you're looking at, that would be Western Kentucky versus Indiana. And right now, Indiana, they open up a 7.5-point favorite. This has gone through that number of 7.5. Now we're finding it between 6 and 6.5. Relatively high total, been steamed up from 59 to about 62, 62.5. Mark, when it comes to Indiana versus Western Kentucky, what are you looking at in terms of this one? Because typically you don't wind up finding a group of five team being within a touchdown against Indiana. But since that 2020 season, we have seen Indiana fall off quite a bit. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of, you know, question marks with Western Kentucky. Um, obviously, you know, they lose Bailey Zappi, is 62 touchdowns, and Kickley goes home to, you know, Lubbock, the coach, uh, you know, with Texas Tech. And, you know, they're there to pick up the pieces. And the level of competition they played, Hawaii, Austin P, right? Looked successful, offense played at a fast pace, but doesn't really tell you anything. Big jump up in competition to Indiana, but this is an Indiana team that I've been down on all year, and they really haven't done much uh, to turn things around for me. If you looked when you know they played Illinois, uh, they couldn't get the running game going at all. 26 carries, 32 yards. It was like one point yard, two point yards per carry. And, you know, I think in this type of game, getting six or more, you know, with Western Kentucky, a team that has some speed on the perimeter, Austin Reed can make some plays for them um, off platform. I think they can, you know, get some explosive plays on Indiana and really get Indiana playing behind the sticks out of their game. Last year, these two teams, very competitive, 33 to 31. Indiana got out of there. Obviously, Western Kentucky looks a lot different. But they brought back a lot of their front seven, and I think if Indiana's going to win, they're going to have to run the ball, and I'm not sure they're going to have success. Um, Jaden Hunter, you know, Western Kentucky's uh, top tackler is, is back, and the front seven looks really strong. So I think Western Kentucky can make enough big plays here to stay within the number. I think anything six or above is good here. Yep, and we've seen this number come down a little bit, but Western Kentucky has been able to do a relatively solid job with their offense. Defense has been a little bit more suspect, but when we've seen Western Kentucky in these step-up games, they've got a relatively good track record. And then, Tom, I know that we're just going to turn this into the Big Ten segment at this point because I know that we've got a lot of intriguing games, and one that you're taking a look at is a Big Ten team that they're a relatively sizable favorite as. Right now, Rutgers between a 17.5 to an 18-point favorite and another low total on this game, anywhere between 43.5 and, and 44. We saw Temple come out in Week 1 against Duke, and... It was not impressive from their offense. Now, that loss looking a little bit better because Duke, they were able to show off very well in week number two. But, Tom, take me through this Rutgers versus Temple game, a game in which they're not thinking there's going to be a lot of points scored, and I can't disagree. Yeah, this is a pure fate of Temple. If I can get Temple under 20 points right now, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against them. You know, they, they they played Lafayette last week, who is not a very good FCS team. That was 21-14 going into the fourth quarter. Temple 360 yards of total offense. I mean, Air Force got that in a half running the ball against Colorado. So, you know, when you play these lesser teams, I, I wanted to see if Temple, how bad are they? And even though they won 30 to 14, they're bad. 
Uh, this is a game where Rutgers is going to run the ball down their throats. These teams played a couple of years ago when Temple's program just started to go down and Rutgers blew them out of the water. I think it's going to happen again. For me, I don't think you're going to get Temple under three touchdown underdogs too many more times this season. And I'll give you guys the floor on this one. I don't know if either of you guys have a play on this or not, but it has been fascinating to watch a line movement between Oklahoma and Nebraska because Oklahoma, they open up two touchdown favorites. By a lot of the ticket count numbers, it looks like Oklahoma is getting more of the tickets, but a lot of the money is coming in on Nebraska. That shows you that there are some professional bettors that are thinking that Nebraska could have come out with a spirited effort after what we wound up seeing with Scott Frost. And as a result, line is currently sitting at 11 in most books. I will start with you on this one, Mark. Where do you stand on Oklahoma versus Nebraska, if anywhere at all? Because this is a very strange game. Yeah, but I mean, what do we know about Nebraska, right? What got Scott Frost fired? Close games, ending up on the wrong side of close games. And now we're getting a huge number um, that I don't think is warranted against Oklahoma. Oklahoma, a lot of change on the offensive end. Looked a little bit clunky and out of sync the first couple weeks. Hey, are they sandbagging a little bit for this game? We know every both teams had it circled on their calendar. But I think that, you know, Nebraska getting a fresh start with Mickey Joseph here gives the roster a jolt. Gives them something to play for. And, you know, I think they show up with a spirited effort. I think anything above 10 is a buy here um, for Nebraska. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. And, you know, we're going to find out a lot about this Oklahoma offense. Yep. And, Tom, I don't know if you have any sort of a play on this game or not, but how do you view this game? Just because it is such a strange, I guess you call it circumstance. Yeah, when I was growing up, Oklahoma-Nebraska was the game of the year every year. Couldn't miss it. Uh, now, not so much. But here's how I take this. I always like to fade the team that has a new coach in the second game. I think they'll come out, they'll play hard. You know, like Mark said, I think they'll keep this game close. But the game after this, after that emotion drains, that's when I like to go against them. I think that that's good advice, and we see it across all sports team gets a new coach game number one they're all inspired they get some win one for the gipper speech and then game two and farther beyond it's a little bit of a different circumstance but the circumstance coming up next we're talking to nfl with tom caselli along with mark drummeller right here on vsin the sports bank you're experiencing hoops peterson himself on vsin the sports betting network Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make change. Everyone's journey is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own timeline. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen is going to be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. WZYN.com and warning this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine it is an addictive chemical we're back here on the Greg Peterson experience being joined by Mark Drummeller does great work over at Yahoo Sports and Tom Caselli does great work over at the Action Network and Tom we'll lead off with you on this one because we do have Thursday night football going down Chargers and the Chiefs seeing a little bit of movement on the total open up right around 52 and a half seeing anywhere between 53 and a half and 54 and a half right now and pretty much across the board Chiefs are a four-point favorite. Interesting spot in that AFC West that, as we know, it is going to be murderer's row this season. Do you have anything in terms of this Thursday night game? I like the Chargers getting over a field goal. I was impressed with their defense in week one. They really got after Derek Carr, sacked him, forced some turnovers. Here's the thing, too, about week one. I try to think about where I view these teams. I view the Raiders much better than the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a dumpster fire. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is going to make it through Halloween, to be honest with you. There's a lot going on there. So I think the Chiefs' victory might be a little overrated, or the Chargers' victory is a little bit underrated. But this new-look Chargers defense, they spent a lot of money bringing in people, getting it faster, more athletic. I like the looks of it. And I think, listen, in the AFC West, you take the points most of the time. You're going to come out ahead. Those games are going to be close. So give me the give me the Chargers at over a field goal here. Yeah, this feels like it's going to be a hotly contested game. Always dangerous to fade the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead, but... This is a Chargers team that is very good. Mark, where do you stand on this game? Because I think that this is going to be one of the better Thursday night games we get all season. 
Yeah, I like the under the most. I mean, I also on the Chargers, I think getting over field goal is a great play as well. But I think, you know, it's really going to be about the defenses. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets all the highlights because they put up 44 points, but they made that Arizona offense miserable. They went out and got Carl Loftus in the offseason. They made some improvements on defense as well. Um, Held Kyler Murray to three for 12 on third downs. They had a 20% success rate on third downs. For the game, Kyler Murray only had 5.9 yards per attempt. So the Kansas City defense stepped up as well. And as Tom said, you know, with the Chargers, you know, and we talked about this last week when we talked about the matchup with the Bills um, and what they did in the offseason, building that front seven, building that pass rush, because that's how you stop elite quarterbacks. I think both these teams are going to see this Thursday night figured that out. You know, the Chargers go out and get Khalil Mack. Um, he was the eighth highest graded pass rusher by PFF. He was the number one graded defensive player on our team. So I think it's going to make a world of difference. And that's how you slow down the Chiefs. So I think both defenses step up here and they keep this under the total. No question. When you add a guy like Khalil Mack, that is going to help out your defense. And Mark, speaking of teams that they might need to help out their defense a little bit, the Eagles towards back half of week one wasn't terrific. Offense gets two thumbs up from me, but... Now we've got a Vikings versus Eagles matchup in which right now we're seeing the Vikings be a two-point favorite, and we're seeing the total. It is right now hovering a little bit as right now the total, it is in that neighborhood of about a 51, 50 and a half is what I'm seeing in a lot of spots with actually the Eagles being a two-point favorite, but I do think that this is a good spot. You've got this now within that number of three Eagles on Sunday Night Football. They are finding themselves more in the neighborhood of three. Where do you stand on Eagles versus Vikings because I was impressed by both teams in week one. Yeah, both teams, I think, very impressive, both offenses, and that's what we wanted to see. But I like the Eagles here in this spot at home on Monday Night Football. You know, first-time head coaches, Kevin O'Connell, I know a lot of people are invested in them, but, you know, going on the road for the first time is a different experience for a first-time head coach. Historically, they don't do well against the spread. Now you cap on the fact that they have all the momentum from the big game in week one. Uh, you know, we have a little bit of an inflated line here. And then it's on Monday night football, you know, against the team, the Eagles, that can score some points as well. I think the Eagles' performance against Detroit is a little bit, uh, the concerns about the defense are a little bit overstated. They had a 38.6 success rate when you filter out garbage time in that game. So they got off to a 17-point lead. They let Detroit it back in the game a little bit. But, you know, in really a neutral game script, when the plays matter, the Eagles' defense stepped up and made it happen. So I think they're going to have something for the Vikings this Monday night. And I think it's just a bad spot for a first-time head coach to travel on the road this way. Yep, and Tom, I'm fascinated by this game as well. Not sure if you've got anything in terms of the Monday Night Football game. And for that matter, we've got two Monday Night Football games with the kickoffs within an hour of each other. That's a discussion for another day as to why they <laughs> wind up doing that rather than the traditional double dip that we get a week one. But that said, I do think that we've got a tremendous game here. And seeing this within a field goal, it feels like a relatively on-point line, though I default a little bit more to the home team myself. Me too. I agree with pretty much everything Mark said. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it garbage time, Mark, because I had the Eagles minus four, so it wasn't me garbage too. time for me. <laughs> I, You know, you knew Dan Campbell was going to score two touchdowns to make that a three-point game, didn't you? But, uh, no, I agree. I thought the Eagles controlled the game when it mattered, then let up a little bit. That always worries me. Uh, the secondary does concern me, uh, especially against Justin Jefferson, but I do think the Eagles at home, I, I – I, a lot of people are in on the Vikings. I I thought Green Bay looked awful. I, I'm not down. I'm not selling Green Bay yet. We'll see. But well, I, I think Mark's right. I think we're getting a little bit of a edge here on the line taking the home team under a field goal in this game. And Tom, I'm so glad that you brought up the Green Bay Packers because they're a part of a trend that we're seeing in Week Two. A lot of lines are hovering between ten to ten and a half. One of these has come down in the Seattle Seahawks. Now they're finding themselves a lot of spots eight and a half point underdogs, but the Packers are, in most places, a 10-point favorite. The Buffalo Bills are a 10-point favorite. The Broncos are a 10-point favorite. And then you've got between 10 and a half in a lot of spots on the LA Rams. And among these games involving these teams between 10 and 10 and a half point favorites, is there anything that stands out to you, whether it be a favorite that you'd be willing to lay it with or an underdog? Yeah, you mentioned the Packers. Boy, laying 10 with them right now seems a little rough. The, I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. I like the under. Tell you one to watch for, though. You know, I, I didn't think Nathaniel Hackett should have been a head coach. I think he might have proven that on his first game. We'll see what happens. But, you know, the Broncos start the year off with the Seahawks and the Texans. 
If they go, if they don't win, they're not going to win both of them because they already lost a game, which is, you know, that's bad in the AFC. But that's a big game for the Broncos. I mean, I, I don't know. That That's an interesting game to me. I thought the Texans played well in their first game. So I, I lean towards them there. Uh, I do think the Seahawks are going to get blown out. I think the Seahawks are trash, and I think uh, that was a one-game deal, and I think you're going to see the real Seahawks this week. I think the 49ers roll them. And when it comes to that game as well, the total, it has come down to about a 41 to a 42. And I just can't trust in Trey Lance putting up too many points. I agree with you. I do think that the Seattle Seahawks, I don't think that they're going to be in for a very good season. Geno Smith, he's a, he's a gritty guy. I mean, credit where credit is due. The team that he has played for has been able to cover each out of their last nine games. With that said, if I'm looking at anything, at the 10, I like the Seattle Seahawks. I'm looking at a little bit of an under right now in this game. I don't know if you agree slash disagree with this one, Mark, but I do think that in terms of Seahawks versus 49ers, going to be probably a game where neither team winds up being able to light up the scoreboard. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know, when you look at these teams. But again, you know, San Francisco taking a beating out there, obviously that was a terrible loss uh, to Chicago. But, you know, when you factor in the weather, you look at that game situation, you know, San Francisco did outgain them on a, a yards per play basis by, you know, more than a yard, 1.3 yards per play. So they were the better team on the field. They just let the game got away from a couple big plays, got away from them. And it was, you know, I, I think it really that game was really impacted by the weather a lot more than, you know, we realize. And I think they're going to come out and put a, put up a big number here against the Seahawks. But again, you had the Seahawks coming off an emotional, inspiring Monday night game. That was their Super Bowl. So I would expect them to come out a little flat. But I agree with you. If I'm going to lean anywhere on the total, it's definitely the under. Yep, that is an intriguing one. And then what else I think is fascinating, and we'll go to you on this one, Tom, the Patriots versus Pittsburgh Steelers game. Steelers find themselves between two and two and a half point home underdogs. Mike Tomlin is not a guy that I want to be laying points against with a road favorite. Offense does not look good, though, and for the New England Patriots, they look like a little bit of a mess themselves. Have you been able to make anything out of this game? Because this is one of these contests that right now I take a look at it and I'm drawing a Blake personally. Yeah, entering the season, I thought this is one of the least talented Patriots teams I've seen in a while. Uh, and I thought that again after watching them in week one. Uh, but then the Steelers, you know, they have they have the defense, the seven-point underdogs against the Bengals, but their offense didn't do much. I mean, you talk about a low-scoring game. I, I, it's only 40, but I wouldn't expect too many points. I think it's going to be field position, defense. I do lean the Steelers, though, as a slight home dog. Yeah, I think that it's going to be tough for me to be able to fade the Pittsburgh Steelers, but at the same time, I don't know how many points that they're going to be able to score either. Mitchell Trubisky, not necessarily a guy that I'm super high on. I'm high on you, though, Tom. I think that you do absolutely amazing work over there at the Action Network and always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend, guys. Always great to be able to talk some college and NFL with both Tom and Mark Drummeller. does great work over at Yahoo Sports. And coming up next, we're going to have Mark on the horn as we take a look at a little bit of UFC as we've got a great card that's coming up for Saturday. So we'll be previewing that on the other side on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace them up with the Bet Rivers parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offerings every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet of up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. And get your money back if they score at any time as a free bet. Head on over to DraftKings.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN. And great to be joined by Mark Drumheller. Does great work being able to cover not just football over there at Yahoo Sports, but does a great job being able to cover UFC. And before we dive into the card that we've got this weekend, as I think that this is one of the better fight night cards I've really ever seen. This is an entire fall of great fights in general, but just in terms of a card like this where we're not seeing too many demonstrative favorites. Last week we were talking and we were expecting to wind up having Chimaev as like a minus 15 under favorite. You were seeing Tony Ferguson as a big giant underdog. We don't have as much of that this week. When it comes to just these fight cards in general, do you like it a little bit more like we have it this week where there's a bunch of shorter favorites or do you wind up being able to find a little bit of value when it comes to those fights in which we do have those big giant favorites? Yeah, I mean, personally, I like these more competitive cards better myself just because as a sports better, you want more options, right? And sometimes when you do have those heavy favorites, um, it, it kind of forces you into the prop market, you know, a little bit more than, you know, when you have these even fights because those props and, you know, totals are still available, even though, you know, the the, game, the fights are lined um, a lot tighter. So I enjoy these cards better where it's, you know, more evenly matched and you can kind of dig into the stylistic matchup and make your handicap from there. No disagreement with you there, and this is a fight in which it's one of the bigger money lines, but it's not anything too dramatic as Damon Jackson taking on Pat Zabatini, and Zabatini, about a minus 180, minus 185 favorite, but what I find very intriguing is the round prop. The over of 2.5 in a lot of spots is up to minus 250 on the over, seeing as low as about a minus 225. How are you taking a look at this one? Because I know that you found a way to be able to find a little bit of a plus money bet without taking Jackson. Yeah, so um, I'm on Sabatini here by decision. You talked about the round total. I think this one goes to the decision. I mean, Jackson's a real tough out. He's long. He has finishing ability. He has decent submissions. You know, he can uh, strike. But I just think Sabatini's a guy who's really refined and, and better everywhere. You know, especially, you know, great wrestling. He can get you down. He has good submissions, trains at a Renzo Gracie over in Philly. And you know, really, it's just it's two fighters kind of on a different level. And, you know, what I really like about Sabatini is um, he's able to kind of like fight through adversity. We've seen that in his previous fights. If he loses a round, he regroups, he battles back. But I just think that, you know, his wrestling is going to fare well here once he's in top control. Very, very tough, very successful. Um, I, I think, you know, him by decision uh, is probably the best way to play this at plus 130. I just think eventually, you know, his technique, he has good scrambles and again, good submissions. You know, I think that plays in this fight as well. Jackson's going to give him a handful and that's why I like the decision, but uh, there's going to be times where he's winning the fight, you know, and steal some momentum. But Sabatini's fought through that adversity before. I think he does it again here and gets his hand raised in a decision. 
Yep, good call there because, like I said, that round prop, it is jacked up on the over. So being able to take the favorite to be able to win by decision, I think that that very much aligns here. And when it comes to this fight, you're taking a little bit more of a look at the underdog as Marc-Andre Berrielt finding himself right around plus 145, plus 150 against Anthony Hernandez. Take me through why you like Marc-Andre in this spot because Hernandez, a little bit of a favorite, but we've actually seen the money come in against the favorite. Yeah, so what we have here with these two fighters is, you know, Hernandez is the more higher variance fighter, right? He's the one here with the finishing ability, and he can do it both ways. He can finish with strikes. He can do it with submissions. His last fight, he kind of relied on his cardio, and, you know, it was a pretty even fight against Frem going into the third round. Hernandez took him down like eight times in the fight you know, ended up grinding out a decision. He's not going to be able to do that here against Barry Oat. Um, Barry Oat, the more consistent fighter, um, you know, he's more of a minute winner. And I think that really plays well here against Hernandez. I think Barry Oat can put a pace on him, kind of wear him down as the fight um, goes. He's definitely, you know, getting a dog at plus 150 with better cardio. It's going to be a tough out. Um, I think he's going to be able to win two out of three rounds here. So I like him at, at plus 150. I think we're getting really good value. It's just contrasting styles. Hernandez, if he wins this fight, it's going to be by finish. But, you know, the longer this thing goes, I think the more it plays in favor of the underdog. I like it as well. And I do like the fact that you've got to play on the big song versus Sandhagen fight. We're going to hit on that in a minute. But I'm out here at Circa and... We just saw this line move, as a matter of fact, as I came on air, as Andre Phil going to be going up against Bill Algeo, and Algeo has been the underdog throughout much of the week, but we wound up seeing this just go to a pick as I came on air. What do you make out of this fight? Because oddsmakers are saying that's relatively equal. The round prop, it is very heavily juiced to the over. I think that this is going to be one of the more fascinating fights that we get, not just on this card, but really the next few weeks in general. Yeah, so this is another situation almost, you know, like we just discussed where, you know, Algio is the more high variance fighter, right? Gets himself in trouble, gets out of trouble, you know, scrambles, you know, ends up kind of winning. And, you know, I think Feely in the way that he can win this fight is it's I don't know if he can do it like his, his path to victory is kind of through his wrestling. But if he does that, is he going to gas out because he's not really a true wrestler? So he kind of has to fight outside of his comfort comfort zone in order to get this win. So, listen, I, if I had to pick a side, like I probably agree with the money coming in on Aljo, but I don't, I don't. It's for me, it's too close to call. Don't really see value on each side. It's going to be a tremendous fight to watch. But um, it, again, it's going to come down to how you know Aljo is able to fend off Feely and how Feely approaches the fight, you know, with his game plan. I think that this is going to be a tremendous fight, and I agree with it being a relative pick in this spot, so I'm right there with you. But let's hit on the Song versus Sandagon fight because this is going to be the big one on the card. Right now, it's juice on the over in terms of the round prop of four and a half. Sandagon coming in between about a minus 190 to a minus 195 favorite. Started it out actually a little bit closer to minus 225. Where do you stand on this one? Because I've been very impressed by Sandagon. A couple of Tough luck losses for him throughout his career, but by and large, he always winds up giving out, always gives a good performance. I don't think that this is going to be anything different. Yeah, super exciting fighter. Very dynamic, very creative. Lots of different strikes, kicks, knees. Um, you can't blink when you watch this guy fight or you could miss something. I mean, it's really, um, you know, a lot of fun. One of my favorite Bantamweights. And, you know, here he's, I think, a rightful favorite at minus 190. Um, again, you know, much like Sabatini, if you want to play the decision prop, probably not a bad idea. But I think the best bet's the money line here. You can get the decision prop around plus 120. And I just think when you look at Song, you know, 24 years old, um, you know, really polished and refined boxing, right? Good jab, good combinations, you know, good entries can really get inside. But I think what we're going to see out of Sanhagen is, you know, he has a couple ways to disrupt Song's offense in this fight. And, you know, it starts with his diverse striking. Like, I think that the fact that his offense is so unpredictable and he can, you know, uh, hit you so many different ways, you know, knees, kicks kind of come at you where Song is more methodical and systematic. And I think that's going to give him a lot of problems as the fight goes on. And, you know, that's the other point of it is that Song's never fought in, you know, round four, round five, right? You know, he finished his last two opponents early, but the three previous fights before that, he was taken down 11 or four previous fights before that. I apologize. He was taken down 11 times in those fights. He went 2-1-1. One, and one. So as this really gets past the third round, I think we're going to see, you know, Song struggle with the pace that Sanhagen puts on him. 
Um, and this is a very, very important fight for Sanhagen. Again, you know, three losses in his last five fights. They're against the top three fighters in the division. So he's trying to avoid that gatekeeper label here. Um, and he really, you know, he has a young surging fighter winning three in a row with Song. And I think he has to make a statement. We saw him take a little bit of time off. Um, you know, hasn't fought in about a year. I think in this situation, it's a good thing. He really focused on self-improvement and trying to do what he needed to do to get himself over the hump, get back into title contention. So um, I really like Sanhagen here. I just played the money line. I think we're getting value at the minus 190, but can understand if people want to play the decision because this is going to be five rounds of fun. And no question about it, when it comes to some of these money lines, especially when you wind up getting in the UFC as well, it's so hard to pick the exact way that a guy is going to wind up getting a win. Sometimes the best bet, not getting too cute, just wind up taking the money line. So I do like it there, Mark. And Mark, I know that you do a great job covering both the UFC and all forms of football over there at Yahoo. Always great to have you aboard every single week on this show and look forward to doing it again. Thank you so much. Sounds good, Greg. Thanks for having me. Mark does amazing work over at Yahoo. It's always great to be able to get him aboard and what else is nice? Being able to give you guys a little bit of a tip to be able to help out your handicapping. We do one per hour here at VEASAN. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. If you're a pro subscriber, you're able to get access to all of these. Sort them by sport and sort them by show. And in hour number one, I wound up hitting it at the top. Underdogs in the NFL have been able to win outright on the money line in 37% of games since the beginning of the 2021 season. While you might want to take a look at the points with some of these underdogs, don't ignore the money line, and let's hit on a money line sport next as I wind up giving you guys my DK Nation pick for the MLB for Thursday on the other side on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can are all made to order, so you can are all made to order, so you can are all made to order. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.